Hello, I'm Hal Lublin. And I'm Mark Gagliardi. Since the dawn of humanity, one issue has gone unsettled. With the fate of the world in the balance, we're here to settle once and for all. Best pop culture witch. That's right. Don't worry, everyone. We got this. Podcasts should have a theme song. Podcasts should not have a theme song. Yes, they should. No, they shouldn't. They sound good. Yeah, but people are just going to skip past it. Hmm. You know what? You're right. We got this. Double, double, toil and trouble. Oh, stop. Come on. You got to start with something witchy, right? I haven't seen you in like a month. (laughs) We started recording like two minutes after you came in. I walked in the door, sat down, and and, uh, sat at a mic, and that's the first thing I've said to Hal. I haven't seen you in a month. How you been, buddy? I've been good. How are you? I'm great. How's how's theater camp? (laughs) (laughs) Theater camp was awesome. Uh, We're about to go. I've got to go to theater camp round two coming up. Yeah. Um, but before that, I came to Los Angeles for just one day in order to see Mr. Ben Blacker, our guest today. Hi, Mark. Hi, Ben. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> thanks for having me. You. you have a lovely home. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, oh, hi, Al. Oh, yeah, Al. And mm-hmm. thanks to Forever Dog for uh, having us in their studio today, which yeah. is awesome. And you'll be recording some thrilling adventure hour as soon as we, as soon as we conclude. That's it right. Is back. It's back. Co- it comes out, uh, in fact, today. You were listening to this on the 31st of October. That's right. And the Thrilling Adventure Hour is back. Also out uh, is Hex Wives, the new comic by Ben Blacker, part of the Vertigo relaunch, uh, which I have – I got to read like a month ago because I'm very special. And it is uh, so good that I started – I saw Ben like the night that I – after I read it, I started begging him to let me read the next issue. Uh, But that all that feeds into uh, our topic, which is best pop culture, which before we get to that – Yes. Tell, tell us about Hex Wives. <laughs> yes. That what have you been doing since we last please. saw you? Listen, I needed gags to leave town so I could get some <laughs> work done. <laughs> Fair enough. Stop texting. Stop calling. <laughs> what Thrilling's are you doing? Not coming stuff? Back. Oh, shoot. It is coming back. Oh, it is coming back. <laughs> All right. Fine. Um, Hex Wives is a new comic I have from, as you said, the DC Vertigo relaunch. Uh, they have six or seven new books. I've gotten to read six of them. There are seven. Are you the seventh and have not read it because it's the one you wrote? No, I'm the second out of the gate, oh. which is a lot of pressure because the first was a wild success. It's Great. called Burger Town. People should go check it out. Hexwives is uh, basically Bewitched meets the Stepford Wives. Uh, it's about a powerful <laughs> coven of witches who don't know that they are being secretly controlled by men who fear them. So it's a documentary about Great. gender politics. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's yeah. Uh, it's so good, and it's the same coven you. through history. Yes, like they, it traces them through history. They are immortal. They are basically immortal. Right. I had to listen. Here's the thing: all these years <laughs> doing Thrilling Adventure Hour, um, like I don't care about magic rules because it's pretend, right? <laughs> <laughs> and so, right. very often, like in the sci-fi of Sparks Nevada or in the uh, horror and, and magic stuff of Beyond Belief, we're like, eh, maybe that contradicts something we did previously. Yeah, we can sort of talk in around Sparks. It. There was always a ray. Exactly. Yeah, like, right. Well, how does that happen? There's a ray. That's the least interesting part of sci-fi or horror or fantasy or whatever to me. Yeah. Um, But here, because they're – I guess because they're being put down and are not so fleeting as I always considered Mm -hmm. thrilling, um, I really had to come up with the rules. So the witches are pretty much – 
immortal. Immortish. They can be killed, but they're reborn yeah, in gotcha. their present bodies. Um, but they've been fighting this group of white men called the Architects over thousands of years. And then uh, in in our first episode, I almost said in our pilot. Uh, in our pilot, <laughs> you've been issue, in television too long. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In the first issue, one of these architects is like, "Why do we keep killing them if they keep coming back? Let's do something different." And so they mm-hmm. basically enslave them to be these suburban housewives, like a bunch of Betty Drapers. Um, but yeah, it was it came from like watching an episode of Bewitched and thinking Samantha is this crazy powerful witch who is so worried about getting dinner on the table for her husband and Mr. Tate when they come home. Yeah. When like and and Dora would come over and tell her she married beneath her and she was right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like Samantha should have been ruling the world. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. It's a great uh it's a really great exploration of that. It's a really great exploration of gender politics and uh what men do. Yeah. Uh, right. and uh, just in case you're listening and are not aware, <laughs> Ben worked with a number of women on this. I know you've been like you you didn't do it alone by any stretch of no, the imagination. No, it, it was and, important to me that like the book be honest. And yeah. uh, my my editors Molly and Maggie are phenomenal collaborators. Um, this is the first thing I've written by myself in 15 years wow. without Ben Acker, and mm-hmm. I was terrified about that. And Ben sort of like was said, "Go do it. Give this a try. It's clearly something you want to do." Um, and Molly and Maggie, the editors, have been the collaborators that I needed to help tell the story. My artist, Mirka Andolfo, is incredible. Um, she has an, an unbelievable design sense and brings so much life to these characters. Like, she made me care about the characters right. more than I already did. Like, I feel responsible now. <laughs> now that, like, she's oh, God, made them human. Now they're in the van and I'm driving. I yeah, hope I don't hit anything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and my colorist, Marissa Louise, is, like, she elevates every single page, every single panel. Uh, there's stuff in there that, in that first issue even, that I didn't realize was as important as it was mm-hmm. until I saw her colors come back. So it's an it's an amazing team. We want to write this book for a hundred issues. We want to do this for years and work together. Uh, and the only way we get to do that is if, if people buy it. So That's right. Please yeah. buy it. It's out Halloween. Yeah. Which is when this episode drops. So guess yeah. what? If you go to a bookstore, it'll be there. Yeah. And if yeah. it's not there, demand that they stock it because yes. that's how comic books get into shops. That's it's true. not all Spider-Man that just shows up. <laughs> you have to go ask for what you want and they will go get it for you. That is how that yeah. that economy works. Uh, it's, it's weird to say this. We always do like the plugs at the end of the show, but mm-hmm. I really want, uh, I really want the television. First, I was like, I really want the movie, but I want the television series more. Yeah. I uh, want the comic book. I'll yeah. be honest with you. Let's, yeah. the comic really, book let's, read, let's watch the, let's read the comic book. Yeah. Well, I just said, let's watch the comic book. Let's watch it. Let's I'd watch say. the pilot of this comic book. Solid, like, three year run of comics. <laughs> and then as the comics continue, that yeah. it's like, we gotta get the TV show going. It, there you go. I would love it. I mean, it feels like there's a whole world here and I can't get enough of witches. Yeah. Like, that's what we're here to talk about today. Yeah, I did um, a deep dive, so let's get into it. Good. Yeah. I do want to say before we begin, um, <laughs> this, uh, you mentioned gender politics. This, I realized that, uh, having mentioned what topic we were going to do to a couple of friends of mine, uh, the response generally was, oof, tread lightly. And I was like, okay. Um, so I will say, uh, as far as the gender politics and the treatment <laughs> of, uh, women in, and witchcraft throughout the centuries, um, we are allies, not experts. 
On this, we are talking today strictly about pop culture, yes. uh, fun, which is from movies and TV shows and things that we enjoy. Yes. So if you will allow this, gentlemen, uh, as our as our jumping off point, uh, a way that we frequently deal with uh, topics on this show is we will break them down into categories. We will pick a winner from each category, and then we will have a final wherein we choose the winner out of this. So I've broken this down, uh, and thanks to Kate McManus for a giant, exhaustive amount of research. Yes. Um, that she has put together for this. Um, I've, I've, uh, pulled much of that research and reordered some of the things. So Kate, don't get mad. Um, of into different topics, but we have all of the research about those particular witches in front of us as well. Um, I think this is the lightest you've ever tread or trodden upon anything. I know. It's a lot of apologies from you. At the well, top. Look, I know be- because I feel like this is a thing where this. like, this is a thing that I know that this really, People get very passionate about this and the history of it and everything that the connotations that come along with something like let this. Let me, let me do for, to, uh, so people can cover this elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, as part of the ramp up for Hexwives over the past four months or so, um, as part of the writers panel podcast, which I've been doing for many years, mm-hmm. uh, I've been having the sort of 15 or so minute phone calls with pop culture witches. Uh, women who wrote or played them and a couple men who wrote them. Um, but who, like Winnie Holtzman, creator of my so-called life, also mm. wrote the book for Wicked. Oh, okay. Uh, we had a great Fantastic. conversation. I did a pop culture witches that is, panel. Um, that is, whose wife is that? Paul Dooley. Paul Dooley's wife. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, His name escaped me for a second. He prefers Winnie Holtzman's husband. Yes. Yeah, of course he <laughs> yes, does. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Um, but I did a couple of pop culture witches panels at San Diego Comic-Con mm-hmm. and New York Comic-Con. And I've put those out on the writer's panel feed. So like a lot of the stuff about um, – really, it always comes down to empowerment mm-hmm. um, and what that means and and sort of the naming of – monsters and the taking away of power and the fear of female power. Right. Um, we cover a lot of that stuff um, with an amazing, I'll say coven, but panel of witches <laughs> yes. um, on both of those. Uh, pretty those sure it's pronounced coven. Oh, gross. Come on. <laughs> Come on, American movie. One of the all-time greats. It is. It is a great one. Um, all right. So here's, uh, here's how this is broken down. And please, I will read off the lists uh, as we go. Um, and, uh, if you think that I have missed any in a particular category, we'll, we'll stick with that. Our categories are trios, pop culture witches, myth and folklore, and cartoon witches. <laughs> okay. So, uh, let's start with trios. I only have three on this one. And that would be, uh, the three women of Charmed, the three women of Hocus Pocus, and the three witches from, uh, Shakespeare's Macbeth. Who I would consider pop, like they're the, the, the uh trope codifier for right. pop culture which is sure, absolutely. Right? Yeah. absolutely um yeah who really don't do anything bad all they do is uh yeah. they tell him he comes to them for advice and they give him uh what they see that's, that's what true. they do they don't yeah. they don't interfere in any way uh and a lot of times that's the case with a lot of these it's they are uh they are chaotic neutrals frequently interesting uh, witches are I seems. see this is a thing I've been thinking about knowing we were gonna have this conversation mm-hmm. is like how do I like to see my pop culture witches mm-hmm. and I like them to have some teeth okay you know right. and to and I think you're absolutely right about well Mitt Midler had giant teeth she sure did but I'm too old for that movie Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um that was I, – I had a practicing witch on the writer's panel recently and that mm. episode went out this week and she talked about 
the influence of Hocus Pocus on her because she's like maybe five years younger than I am. Yeah. yeah. And I know that movie is huge for a certain yeah, I feel age. like I just missed yeah, it. You're right. yeah. I'm, I'm 39. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're 41. Yeah, we're all in the we're, same yeah. neighborhood. So it was like it was just yeah. – My sister was super we were, into Yeah, it. we were the age that was like, that's a kid's movie. <laughs> yeah. The, the movie I remember is the Disney Channel one where the girl goes away to school. It's not the worst Twitch. No. But it's like uh, – I know – you know who I'm talking I about. Do. She was like a Fred Savage. It's like Rob – not Robin Lively. <laughs> But her, no, I think her name it was, Robin. was uh, yeah, the was one her, from the craft. Uh, no, this isn't no, Teen was, Witch. Was it her? Yeah, it oh, was. There her. you go. Then it was. Uh, if there's only some way to find this, wait, out. does, this, act, does this actor it. only play witches? Oh, she's played uh, witches twice. Once when she was like 13 or 14, which is what this movie right. was. And then, and then is, once is, is that in our and that again in the craft? Kate, I think that, that would is. be a trio as well. The craft. The craft. The craft. What's really? the quartet? The craft. I thought the craft. Oh, there are four of them because there's three of them, and then there's Faruza Balk, the crazy villain. Right. But back to Macbeth. Yes. Yes. Um, you are both theater nerds. Do yes. you have a favorite portrayal of the witches and Macbeth? Which, by the way, that's my vote for this. Yeah. Uh, bracket. I, I feel like yeah. that has to be. They are the the prototype. I don't even remember the first one you said. Charmed. Um, oh, Charmed. Charmed. Yeah. yeah. I heard which is now back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Charmed's awesome. And Charmed is uh, – the original Charmed was great because it was three empowered women and mm-hmm. it ran for a very long time mm-hmm. and they switched casts a bunch. I think Rose McGowan was a replacement mm-hmm. for uh, – Shannon Doherty. For Shannon Doherty, yeah. For uh, this, I think this was also the first show that I vividly remember coming out in my teenage to young adulthood that is being rebooted. And I was oh, like – funny. I was like Charmed. I was like <laughs> Charmed, the reboot. Oh, I'm an old man. That's great. It's my first thing I've witnessed that was like this is clearly a reboot of a thing that I remember from adulthood. Yeah. Here's um, a reboot of stuff from um, when But have in you college. seen a production of Macbeth where you thought they got the witches right or you loved the the portrayal? Yes. I mean it, in, I, I saw a live stage production of it where I thought that they were – it was just – because it opens the show, it's just dark and very yeah. – it's – Three women standing around a cauldron. Yeah. And it's, and, uh, and working seamlessly with one another, I think is the thing. Like, you don't want, I, I guess you could, it would be fun to see a version where they have three very distinct personalities, but there's something about that mm-hmm. interwoven magic of basically like a three-headed hydra coming yeah. out of a cauldron. You yeah, know right. I mean? You don't want somebody to be like, I'm the grumpy one. Yeah, exactly. I They're not the eat, seven dwarves. Yeah, I'm hungry all the time. <laughs> That's my character. That's how I get into it. I have a whole pizza before every show. Sometimes I don't make it to stage. Please don't eat that whole pizza again. We're all in this same cauldron. It's really bad, isn't it? This gas is super echoey. Uh, (laughs) Do you? As I I don't. I feel like I've seen so many film versions Mm -hmm. that I I think are really good. Um, For Hexwives, I based all of the main characters on pop culture witches. So like the main character is based on Samantha. There's Mm -hmm. a Sabrina character and we'll talk about some of those. But um, for the second arc, I'm sort of talking about like the mythology of these witches. And I, I went back to the Macbeth witches, mm-hmm. uh, the weird sisters. And it was fun to dig into that stuff and, and look at some of these performances and like, you're right. Like they're always shown as a unified whole, right? They don't yeah. have distinct personalities, which mm-hmm. I think is sort of a mark against them. And it was something in the comic that I tried to play against and give mm-hmm. them distinct personalities. Yeah, it is different. It's definitely more ominous, though, to see three the three women. It kind of reminds me. I know they it's tone sort of, setting, right? Yeah, in the right. in the play. Well, I their mean, their lines in the play are all they're are they bro- how are they broken up? Is it 
Are they are do they treat are they treated like a chorus or are they I they think, have individual lines yeah, but they're all right. coming off of each other right. like it's very musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've taught Macbeth many times. Right, <laughs> that's right. You were an English teacher. I was. Yeah, it's and it's not an iambic pentameter. It's right. Da 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 rhyme. Yeah, every time it's yeah. like a pop yeah. song. Yeah, um, but it's also a fun thing to have kids play in the classroom because they oh, really sure dig they, into it, yeah. which is my favorite portrayal. Yeah, uh, <laughs> little little kids in a classroom portrayal. These <laughs> fourteen year olds being scary witches. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want to see like five-year-olds because then oh, you get totally. the great like kid performance where they're constantly looking to yeah. either side double, to double, like figure hubble, out. Bubble, 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 I want, And that now like I can't remember as a kid performing and doing that. But now when I watch it, I realize they're checking to make sure everybody's still there. <laughs> like am I being tricked? Did everybody leave? Is <laughs> like everyone on the stage or everyone in the audience? Everybody on the stage. Uh, they're like, when I do the shows, I look here? out to make sure everyone in the audience is sure. still there late Absolutely. in the show. In fact, will you check in mid-performance? Say, <laughs> yeah. how's it going? Going, how am I doing? Yeah. How's going, everybody? <laughs> yeah. You still with me? Still with me? All right. <laughs> Try to get, keep up, people. Did Is you this get, thing on? Did you get it? Did you get what I did there? Did you see um, There's a moment. That wasn't in the script. Right, so yeah. that's, that's, that's the clear victor of this category yeah. is the three witches from Macbeth. Let's move on um, to – you mentioned uh, myth and folklore and wanting to dig more into that next year um, or next uh, season. How, how do comic books work? Is it a season? Arcs. Is we it work arc? in arcs. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And an arc can be however long. <laughs> the uh, Vertigo tends to like – and most – Comics companies like five or six issue okay. arcs. I'm so I loved uh, Fables, the mm-hmm. Vertigo series Fables, and I loved the DC series Sandman. Like those are two long running series that I aspire to be like. Mm-hmm. And what I loved about those was they would do uh, the writers would do like a six issue arc followed by a one off, followed by a four issue arc, and then another six issue, and like. Whatever the story wants. Now, an arc is different than like a story arc on a television show in that – forgive my ignorance of this. Like they would overlap. There's not like an overlap within a comic book arc. Like an arc will happen. Then another writer like Brian Posehn will come in and he'll do six issues. Um, and then- sometimes it's that. I mean when it's a single writer mm-hmm. as it was in in um, Starman, as it was in Fables, as mm-hmm. it was in Sandman, as I'm doing um, – the arcs will be they they you're sort of doing like it's Buffy rules right right there's a serialized story going on for a hundred issues a hundred episodes the but there's also yeah right and the monster of the week is not per issue necessarily but it's per arc okay whether it's two issues or six issues well let's let this get you prepared for your <laughs> myth and folklore arc oh boy uh, which I you could also throw the Macbeth witches in there yes. if you wanted to um the we're gonna start way back at the beginning with Hecate and Cersei Hecate Hecate is that did I say that wrong is it Hecate I thought it was Hecate because I speak English um Morgan <laughs> speak Lefay, English witches uh Morgan Le Fay yeah the, the witch from Hansel and Gretel and the uh, Baba uh-huh. Yaga both all good. Yeah. All good. Do you have any of the, are any of your characters, like, are any of these popping into the forefront of your mind for your, that, that have been your characters based on these? They are. The witch from Hansel and Gretel, um, mm-hmm. is one I used as one of the three sisters, mm-hmm. um, who are sort of like the Ur witches for this coven. Right. Um, and she always coming in with treats. She will lure people to her house. Uh. I read this great book uh, before starting the comic called No Go the Boogeyman, Mm -hmm. which is sort of about witches and ogres and sort of folklore monsters. And the the best thing I found from that was the phrase child guzzler. (laughs) 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 These creatures and and the witch from Hansel and Gretel is is one of these is known as a child guzzler and like cannibalism is huge in this kind of folklore. And right. I thought that was so interesting. And these yeah. are characters that 
eat children. Yeah, but it's also so much about eating, right? Hansel right. went to the house because he wanted to eat that house. Like it's so – it's all about uh, the most primal instincts of mm-hmm. like eating yeah. and shitting. Right. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. It's Alton Brown's fairy yeah. tales. <laughs> Did you know a witch can eat three people? And this is how you prepare them. Uh, so I do love Baba Yaga. I love the uh, yeah. iconography. Which uh, came first? Because Baba Yaga and the witch from Hansel and Gretel feel very similar. Yeah. Well, Hansel they, and Gretel was handed down. That's that's folklore handed down. The 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 Brothers Grimm. That's, 1500s. That's, uh, right. Well, the Brothers Grimm, wasn't that early? I feel like those were written down and sort of codified in the early 19th century is when they were kind of set. Oh, maybe. Even if that wasn't the brother the brother Grimm's time. Mm-hmm. But Baba Yaga also goes back centuries and centuries. Yeah, yeah, I I love I learned about her in like third grade when we were studying Russian culture mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the I used to draw her chicken foot house <laughs> which is a great image. The greatest. So great. Yeah. And uh, I thought it was like Oh, well, that's such evocative image of trees when I heard that. Like with their trunks and their roots <laughs> and there was like, no, no, no. The house can like hike up its bridges and run. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, oh, that's way more terrifying. Like there is nothing – there's nothing uh, – you want to talk a witch with teeth. Baba Yaga yeah. is the witch with teeth. That's true. Yeah. What does she do though? Like she, I'm not I think she's a child familiar. guzzler. She's a child sure guzzler. That's child why guzzler. I was curious yeah. which came first. Yeah, I don't know. Um <clears throat> The chicken feet or the egg feet. And there are a lot of similar uh, legends and monsters yes, in right. each culture. So it's yeah. – they're, they're from the same family tree. I, uh, I like the um, Hansel and Gretel Witch mostly for portrayals over the years, um, yeah. including the Warner Brothers cartoon. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> sure. And I also loved the uh, – I, I know not many people did and I might be in the minority on this. Uh, I loved that movie that was, uh, Jeremy Renner and I forgot who the oh, woman yeah, was in it. Yeah. It was Hansel and Gretel with shotguns fighting with Oh yeah, insane. that was Elizabeth Olsen. That was Elizabeth Olsen. Wasn't it? Was it? I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think so. it was. That movie is bananas <laughs> and really fun. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. To have the Hansel and Gretel witch be the big bad of mm-hmm. an action adventure gun toting. Who played her in that? Do you remember? The, uh, the, the, witch. the witch. I'm not sure. There was a lot of heavy makeup in that. Oh. Um, this means probably Helena Bonham Carter. Right. <laughs> it, potentially. Um, talk about, uh, let's talk briefly about, uh, Cersei. Would you consider Cersei in this mix of witches? Cersei being from the, um, the Odyssey mm-hmm. that lured, uh, that lured, uh, sailors in and turned them into animals with potions. For sure. Um, yeah. Uh, she's one of the first witches. There's a great, uh, book. And again, I did a, a brief interview with the author of this book. Um, called Cersei, mm-hmm. um, which is sort of a reframing of the Odyssey from Cersei's point of view and explaining why she turned Odysseus's sailors into pigs. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the thing she gets a bad rap for. Um, <laughs> I mean, as things to get a bad rap for, that should be good. on the list. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, but what Madeline Miller, who wrote, who wrote this novel was talking about, and she's a, a sort of classic scholar mm-hmm. as well, was that like Cersei has this other stuff. She appears in other myths. Where she's sort of, if not a benevolent force, then at mm-hmm. least a neutral one. Mm-hmm. Where she's like, she, people don't talk, people, <laughs> Cersei gets a bad rap. Right. People don't talk about how she let Odysseus stay on her island right. for however many years. So he'd be safe from whatever else was after him. The pigs thing, yes, that happens. <laughs> sure. That was a different incident. <laughs> hey. Um, but I do recommend, uh, Cersei is a great book. She's a terrific writer, Tim. And uh, sticking that far back in history, let's talk a little about uh, Hecate or Hecate. How do you say it? I Hecate? say, he- say Hecate. Hecate. That's the beer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's I'm going to be honest. I get confused. I'm going to have me a Tecate. 
<laughs> Let me crack open this bottle of Tech 8. I don't know a lot about Hecate. Do you? Yeah. No, that's I, – I figured we had you here because we're doing all our research by proxy with you. Oh, We've shoot. got Kate McManus's <laughs> research and then you've interviewed all these witch authors. She's a Greek witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she oh, kind of lumped Hecate and, uh, and Circe together in yeah. my brain as like – the originators of uh, witches in mythology. And, and Cersei's probably the more notorious of the two. Right. Yeah, I think Hecate is sort of a benevolent goddess type. Um, yeah, although she's like goddess of necromancy, goddess of ghosts and supernatural business. So she's more just a goddess of the dark stuff. Yeah. From ancient. But goddess of witchcraft. Bad. Yeah. But – I don't know. That's interesting. Um, Listen, uh, write in. Let us know. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> Send and us all your letters. Finally on this list that we haven't talked about yet, Morgan Le Fay from the Arthurian legend. I don't know a lot about Arthurian legend. Honestly, really the best version that – I mean I've seen, you've seen paintings of her. Excalibur. She was, uh, she was supposedly Arthur's sister who mm-hmm. was jealous of him and his – and uh, practiced witch, witchcraft. Um, but really the, the version that I like is um, the one from The Sword and the Stone. Mm-hmm. This and the her battle with Merlin, that super wacky battle with Merlin at oh, the end, was that? where they just keep turning each other yeah. into different uh, animals. I didn't oh, realize right. that was her. I yeah. didn't realize that was that character. I haven't seen that since I was a child. Um, but out of this category, it sounds like the one that we're most, the one that's got the richest, uh, the gotten the richest conversation out of us anyway is um, is the witch from Hansel and Gretel, who doesn't even have a name. Yeah. No. Well, then then do you take Baba Yaga because she has a chicken foot hut. And, and, is the, and is just because she didn't lure version. some German kids to her house to eat them, <laughs> she isn't. She is well, a guzzler. We don't know what kind of cook she is either. Points for luring German kids, right? <laughs> That's true. Also, <laughs> maybe she knew. Yeah, she knew it was going to happen. Points to Baba Yaga for a wonderful <laughs> monologue from David Dasmalshin at, at the uh, in Ant Man and the Wasp. Yes, the, about the, the Baba was Yaga. That right? runner oh, about yes. the Baba Yaga. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. The that was his Yaga. runner, and they turned to him and. What is the Baba Yaga? You do not know the tale? And the balalaika <laughs> kicks in. Oh, it's so good. I guess you do have to go Hansel and Gretel because she did make an entire house out of food. Right? Yeah. Which you would like. And she probably, she's a, So she's a witch and an architect. And she's got like a nice industrial and oven. And a chef. <laughs> she feeds the kids. Yeah. She doesn't eat them right away. She's no, like, oh, fatten come. some up. Yeah, you want to eat some of the house? That's yeah. fine. The thing I had forgotten about in the Hansel and Gretel story that I only hit when I was doing Hexwise research was – um, so she puts them in a cage to fatten them up. Mm-hmm. And then there's something about like her f- going in to feel, um, if they're fat enough. Cause she's blind. Right. Right. Which I did not remember. Right. No, yeah. Uh, or it's dark in the cage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then Hansel puts like a chicken bone out. Yeah. So she feels that he's not fat enough yet. So that's how he gets to stay longer. Oh, that's right. Right. But she also, feels the chicken bone. She's so like, dark. Well, he's not fattened up yet. So yeah. he gets to live and eat just a little while longer. Yeah. But remind me something. I'm fortunate enough to, uh, to have had my sight my entire life. I don't know if she lost her sight or was born not sighted, but <laughs> if you're out there and you're visually impaired, you know what a, arm feels like and what a chicken bone feels like, right? How they're different. I mean, I imagine, I imagine you could tell the difference if you, can construct an entire house. If you're a chef yeah. and an architect and blind. I think a lot of magic went into that. Yeah. Um, and that's also why she has to have this candy house. She can't go out and hunt yeah. for food. Right. She has I to think, lure people for food. I think true. the Grimm brothers use the Acker and Blacker approach to magic. Like, fine. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. This makes sense. Chicken bone, guess it's an arm. Let's yeah. move on. <laughs> that works. Um, I just, that image is so creepy to me. Of yeah. like reaching in, blind witch reaching in, feeling a chicken bone. Oh, yeah, you've imagined the spindly hand like a yeah. shaft of light the spindly hand kind of creates a sh- <laughs> yeah of course yeah very so, frightening Hansel and Gretel's witch sure. I say yes yeah. goodbye Baba Yaga 
I mean, all right, we're going to do, uh, let's move on to, oh, I'm going to say, I'm saving like current pop culture and like the big okay. pop culture, which is for last. Do we have to take an ad break? What's going on? Um, should we take an ad break? Let's now? do one more and then we'll take it. Right, we'll do that. We'll do that's, that's true. For goodness sake. <laughs> that's true. We'll do, we'll do one more and we'll move on to this. Is, this, I love this one. Now we're getting into my, uh, my particular sure. nerddom. Cartoon witches. Yeah. We have the witch from Snow White, whose name is on that thing. Will you, uh, Maleficent? No, 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 no. no, no. Oh, it's oh, on, the, on the thing that Kate sent. Oh, right. You and I have the same. Does thing she have a name? I thought she, she does was have just a name. The, the... Queen something. Oh, okay. Uh, Her name. I'm going to tell you guys. <laughs> and this is not how? Phil at all. I just want you to know how excited I am to have you here. How first remember of at the all. beginning when I was like, "You leave that one open, and I'll have this one open." Nope. It's good to slow down the pace. Definitely of a wasn't podcast. listening. Listen, yeah. we've been going for too long. It's like Hal's been pitching an important right, game. While you're looking <laughs> yeah. that up, I will give you. I'll yes. give you time for a drum. I'll tell you the other three. Yeah, please. Maleficent. Interesting. Don't know if I would categorize her as a witch, but go on. Interesting. Okay, she can turn herself into a dragon. She's a magic user. All right. Mm. Doesn't make her a witch. Interesting. It, it's what her meaning, belief meaning system like is. She dated yeah. magic just for his money. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Ursula. Big the fan. sea witch, big fan, big fan of Ursula, yeah, love Ursula. and of course, uh, the Margaret Dumont to Bugs Bunny of witches, Witch Hazel, who was also witch the witch Hazel. in the Hansel and Gretel. Yes, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a great actor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she could be in the Hansel and Gretel as well as Bugs Bunny. Yes, and Queen Grimhild. Grimhild. Thank oh, you, Hal. That's from right. Oh, yeah. Both say it like we knew. That's no, that's oh, that's sure. familiar. Well, I knew it from now, when you makes, sent me that list. What, <laughs> makes, what makes her not a witch, or what makes her a witch and Maleficent not a witch? Or would you use the, would you say the same thing about both of them? I don't know. I think she's generally more considered a witch. I think uh, is Maleficent. Is it because she has that old crone look at the end of Snow White? I guess so. Because I would. Con- I mean, Maleficent is. Well, she she uses a magic mirror. She changes mm. her form. She poisons an apple. Yeah, she, I think she displays a wide variety of powers. It's a lot of witch tropes, whereas Maleficent right. is doing more. I don't know, broadly sorcerer tropes. Right. Sure. I mean, you could call her a witch. Let me ask you this. Yeah. Does it really matter because it's going to be Ursula? It's going to be Ursula. Yeah, <laughs> it is going to be Ursula. I do love Witch Hazel, though. Witch I Hazel like is witch, super fun. Witch yeah. Hazel's like the Kathy of pop culture witches. <laughs> she just she doesn't want to be alone. When she runs, she leaves bobby pins in the air behind her. Oh, she has yeah. one tooth that's also part of her lip. She's so it's, and she's also like a great. Well, there's not a lot of comedy witches on here, so yeah, they have sure. a really funny. Yeah. And as a foil for, uh, for Looney Tunes. Yeah. She's so funny. And all four of those are so well designed mm-hmm. too. Like I love, they each have distinct looks. They each have uh, that sort of speak to their personalities, which yeah. I really love, which is why I love Ursula is like, you could pick her out of a lineup. She just, she's not a generic witch character, right. but yeah. her personality is so big and so fun. So, yeah. so much fun. Like Ur- so yeah. malevolently, malevolent and joyful. Yeah. Yes. And she went with like, as, as you so often hear it, how like on a, if you had a Halloween cassette of sound effects and it was witch voice, you just hear like, <laughs> but, uh, but <laughs> Ursula has this like New York smoker, yeah. like hacking, like, ha! It's, yeah, like, it's, it's uh, so fun. Pat Carroll is the actress. Yeah. Uh, and for these interviews, I tried to get her. She is oh. retired from the business and she does not do interviews. She's oh, like wow. 85. She's pushing yeah. 90 for She's sure. Earned yeah. She's earned it. But yeah. yeah, I would love to talk to her about playing Ursula. Oh, <laughs> oh and God. also one of the greatest Disney songs of all time. Absolutely. The best, yes. I think the best Disney villain song yeah. of all time. Yes. And the best Disney villain as we determined. That's right. With That's Autumn. right. Yeah. yeah. 
That's yeah, right. so uh, which makes sense. I think what leaned her over the edge in that episode was her using a mollusk uh, and squishing it to death so she could have lipstick. For <laughs> yeah, you get a, <laughs> so dark. You get a full range of like cruelty, yeah. but charm, yeah. and also and just fun, like full power. Which on the display. best villains have? Yeah, like I think the the Snow White witch is sort of a great. Again, like a, a trope maker, right? Mm. She uses a lot of the tropes of being a witch, but there's not a lot of personality. Like she's just kind of evil. Yeah. Um, Maleficent has a good personality and mm. again, great design. And I don't think her plan is great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's not the great mastermind. No. Yeah. Which is what I get another thing I really like about Ursula is she's like, I got this locked down. I got a contract. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. She has a good <laughs> yeah. legal she's team. She's smart. Yeah. She is. Um, all right. So, uh, before we go into our, into our ad break, here's what we have so far. The three that are moving on to the finals, uh, against what will no doubt be a formidable, uh, a formidable opponent are, uh, the three weird women from Macbeth, uh, Hansel and Gretel's witch and Ursula. And in a minute, we're going to find out, uh, this last category, pop culture witches. Uh, but until then, Please listen to these uh, these uh, pitches for some other great podcasts on the Maximum Fun Network. In a world dominated by dude bro movie podcasts. A world where Casey Affleck has an Oscar and Angela Bassett does not. Only one podcast is brave enough to call bullshit. Who shot ya? With Ricky Carmona. A lot of people don't know Porgs, Puerto Rican. Alonzo Duralde. I would eat Oakjaw. <gasps> April Wolf. I want to interrupt and say yes. that the fish man was real sexy. Drea Clark. I have a real soft spot for King Kong. And women of color. I was like, damn! Right, Kugel got final cut! Kugel got final cut! I just felt like the film was so sour and so completely irrelevant to basically anything in life. Who shot ya? Listen every Friday on Maximum Fun or wherever you get your podcasts. Is there a dog in a car at a bar on the street? Yay! I'm Allegra Ringo, a small dog owner. My dog Pistachio howls when she's excited. And I'm Renee Culvert, a big dog owner. My dog Tugboat tips over when he's sleepy. And we co-host a podcast called Can I Pet Your Dog that airs every Tuesday. We bring you all things dog. Yes, dog news, dog tech, dogs we met this week. We also have pretty famous guests on Butt Legs. We're not going to let them talk about their projects. No. Just want to hear about those dogs. We don't want to hear about your stuff, only your dogs. So join us every Tuesday on Max Fun. And we're back. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get into it. All right. One last category. One last category. But this is the biggest, this the is the biggest, biggest one. of categories. Um, some of them I've lumped into pairs for like if they're on the same show or whatever. Mm-hmm. But here we go. Um, Willow and Tara from Buffy. Good Both one. of them. Yeah. Let's uh, let's let's get rid of Tara. She didn't have enough screen time. I think right. she was great. Let's leave it uh, we love Amber Benson. Yes, but um, that's I really put it in because yeah. we love Amber Benson. <laughs> yes, um, uh, but Willow but was like, the one. had a great story arc. Right. Um, had interesting powers and was a very like they came from a personal place, which I liked. Um, now this one is also a pair, and I would like to eliminate mm-hmm. one of them and just keep the other. Um, and you mentioned that this one has been very instrumental in your mm-hmm. in your book. Um, Samantha and Endora. Can we just keep Endora? I think we have to talk about them, uh, you know, on their own merits. Fair enough. But yeah. I love Endora. I love Endora. Yeah. yeah. She's the Ursula of 1960s television. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> she's like a, she's like a mod Ursula wearing yeah. rugs. <laughs> like she, clown makeup and rugs. 
She was oh, so, man. Many, so, so many so, scarves. Yeah, she is so funny. You know what she looks like? She looks like if Padgett's closet became sentient. <laughs> <laughs> that's Endora. 100%. Yeah, that's it. Uh, we also have Sabrina of Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Which iteration? Yeah. We um, got comic book. Yes. Oh, that's right. We got uh, I was thinking Melissa, Melissa Joan, Joan Hart. Hart but, yeah. We have Kiernan Shipka. as well. Yeah. Wait, what? Kiernan Shipka is in the new Netflix Sabrina. Like a dark, I've seen the Netflix great. Sabrina. Uh, I'll tell you this. I'll plug that show. It's great. Plug Kiernan's it. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's in the way that Riverdale is dark Archie. This is, uh, dark Sabrina and it gets into a lot more of the witchy stuff. It's well, a lot of fun. Well, let's stick with just the character then because, um, we, you have a million iterations of Hansel and Gretel's witch. You have a million True. iterations of the three women. True. So right. let's say the character Sabrina. And the Melissa Joan Hart is very similar to the comic book right. originator. Right. Um, we've got the, we've got the colors. We've got the Scarlet Witch from, uh, the MCU. We've got the White Witch from C.S. Lewis. And we have the Red Witch from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I reject all of those. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Red good, Witch. because I don't know enough about Red, any of them. I, well, let me briefly, uh, Red Witch, uh, yes, is a witch. I don't care for Game of Thrones. Scarlet Witch is a name. Scarlet Witch is just a name. She's yeah, not a witch. Yeah. She, she has, has she just powers. Has, yeah, she just has powers. Have her powers yeah. changed a lot in the comics? Cause I remember, uh, like, uh, she went from just sort of hex powers, like somebody's mm-hmm. gonna fire a bullet, she changes the odds of right. all duds to one to one. Yeah. To like there are no mutants anymore. Now they're just broadly magic. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Broadly magic um I Acker and I just wrote a book with that with a Scarlet Witch type character. Like mm-hmm. it was a mashup of Scarlet Witch uh and the new Wolverine X two three called Weapon Hex. And <laughs> <laughs> nice. It's fun. Um, and so I had to look into Scarlet Witch, a character with which I was not very familiar. Mm-hmm. I right. still don't understand her powers. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, a, or her apparently, apparently her hospital, her, her powers blowing up hospitals. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, they, I do like Scarlet Witch in the Avengers movies. Yeah. yeah. Uh, She's I great. Like Another Elizabeth Olsen yeah. role. Do you think she Elizabeth Olsen, what? She was not in the Hansel and Gretel. Oh, she wasn't. Who I was the woman in the Hansel and Gretel? Gemma Atherton. Oh, yeah. sure. Um, sure, the very famous sure. Gemma I don't, who, She's Name your five <laughs> favorite movies. really fun in that movie. And then The White Witch is what, a Narnia White Witch thing? is I a Narnia thing, yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I just liked, um, I only sure. saw Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. I, I never read the book as a kid because mm-hmm. I knew they'd eventually make a movie. Um, <laughs> so how you got through a lot of school? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh Templeton, Templeton the Rat in uh, Charlotte's Web. I never read the book, but I know he has that song, right? <laughs> You're absolutely right. Where, where he dances around eating at the carnival. Best part of the book. Yeah, best part of the book. Every time I think you reached peak mark, you pull something out from your past that's like, oh, my God. You have Mr. Magooed your way through life. Like somehow the movies came out the day before the test and you saw it like, yep. oh, got to be plus. I guess I'm going to Harvard now. What? You know what? He's doing better than all of us. He's doing great. Look at him. I'm having a good time. Look at this guy. Um, I also have three more, um, three of my personal favorites. Two from Harry Potter, and that would be Professor McGonagall and Hermione Granger. And, of course, the iconic... Uh, I'm melting, I'm melting, the Wicked Witch of the West. Yes. Now, also, I'm still talking about the character because two different iterations of her yeah. being but we uh, know the it's... Wicked Witch of the West West and Alphaba in Wicked. Yeah, but it's Margaret Hamilton. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's the performance. Right. That's... Uh, and in fact, that's... But a... I don't want to give short shrift to Wicked because if we're talking witches, that is, that's uh, true. Uh, that is a juggernaut of a Broadway musical about... Witches. And it was, and I talked to... Two of them, her and Glenn, uh, Galinda turned Glinda. Is that right? Yeah. I, I don't, I'm not familiar with it. But I did talk to uh, Winnie about that. Mm-hmm. And like the, it was one of the first, it was at the forefront of 
humanizing this frequently villainous character. Right. Like Bewitch did that, but she wasn't like she was sort of a, a toothless witch. Right. Um, much as Elizabeth Montgomery was my first crush. Right. Um, and like I Married a Witch is a great movie mm-hmm. from I think the late 30s. Um, and uh, again, it's she's sort of toothless and uh, Bell Book and Candle is another great one. Um, but there's not a lot of it's not a very deep humanity. Right. You know, and I think that's well, what Wicked does for the Wicked Witch of the World. Right. And it's such a it's I don't know how deep into the story of it you guys went in your conversation, but that I've seen the musical several times and I mm-hmm. love it. And I think it's uh the the story of the musical basically being how does she become the Wicked right. Witch of the West? And it is this society in Oz is horrifying oh, yeah. Um from the power, the from the hierarchy of power on down, like. Uh, through and th- so this this really corrupt society is what is telling her that she is wicked mm-hmm. and she just because of the way she looks because she's green. I was going to ask that. So and by the end, is that of the, covered in yeah. in the story why yeah. she's green? Uh, yes. Okay. And by the end, it is her big turn. It's it's like watching an antihero happen. It's That's really so cool. fun. It's fine. You want me to be <laughs> wicked? I'm going to be wicked, and it's. I gotta see it, man. Yeah, it's really, really great. It's the Breaking Bad of musicals. (laughs) (laughs) It is. It's the Breaking Bad of musicals. And there's, I mean, there's, there's heart to it, and she's a sympathetic character throughout. And so she's a contender. I still put quotes around Wicked at the end uh, when I say that. But, but um, she's I, she's for sure a contender from this list uh, because we we do get to see these iterations, right? Mm-hmm. We get the very human version and we get the fearful, wicked version. Right. And I do believe that the Wicked Witch of the West in uh, The Wizard of Oz is acting out of fear. Interesting. Yeah. I think that's – Fear of? It's a great motivation for many villains. Fear of what? It's losing power. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um, Come and mourning, Twitter. mourning the loss of her sister as well. That's true. Yeah. That's like that's it is. True. That's this her. is she's acting out. Yeah, she's the well, she's losing. She's that's losing true. power to the woman who killed her sister. That's true. And the yeah, woman yeah. who she knows can take her out of like the threat mm-hmm. arrives has already taken out her only ally in all of Oz. We mm. don't count. Obviously, the <laughs> fly monkey, like the soldiers at the end. As right. soon as she's gone, they're like, "Great job, Dorothy." Well, like, <laughs> take it with you. Here, have a broom. Do you need well, 20? It's, it's like, so funny that I have seen Wicked more recently than I have seen <laughs> The Wizard of Oz. So when you say that, I'm like, well, that's not why. I mean, the reason why is because she did this and this and this and this. And her sister was actually, you know what I mean? Oh, funny. Let's talk about the Harry Potter witches. Yeah. Let's pull one of those to hold on to I'm for now. I'm shocked you didn't pull like Bellatrix Lestrange or Bellatrix. Bellatrix is amazing. Yeah. I didn't want this, honestly, I didn't want this list to be 10 miles long. <laughs> sure. or I would be like, uh, Luna and Mrs. Weasley. <laughs> yeah. And you know what I mean? Mrs. Sure. Weasley's like, Mrs. Weasley's witch. amazing. <laughs> what about Ginny? Ginny like doesn't do enough. Ginny doesn't do anything. <laughs> I haven't seen the sequel play because it's six the hours long. Child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think I she's in it. it. I read it. Yeah. I'm um, sure. Yeah. So, so listeners can let us know if Ginny really holds her own, if she's in that, which I think yeah. she is. Yeah. Um, um, but I think like if we're gonna, if there's only going to be, because you know, we did have to whittle this down some. And, and I think if there's going to be one from Potter, it's going to be either McGonagall or yeah. Hermione. Yeah. I like McGonagall. I love Hermione. I loved, uh, seeing her grow up in mm-hmm. the books and in the movies, mm-hmm. but, um, I think McGonagall is one so fully formed, and yeah. two, as much as we do get to see Hermione be a badass witch, like McGonagall has that from the jump. Yeah, sure. Like, McGonagall, her status in her status earned her earned status yeah. is so high. Yeah, it really yeah. is. And she never. What I really love about that character is she never 
goes along. Like mm-hmm. even when she's on who no matter whose side she's on. Like she's on Dumbledore's side, but she'll still get in his face, mm-hmm. which I really appreciate. Yeah. I, uh, but my question is this. Yes. Mm-hmm. When do we see her use her powers? What are her powers? Are they particularly witchy? Doesn't she, she, doesn't she bring like uh bring stones to life? She brings down the army with um uh, I don't remember exactly what well, she turns spell. a wall into. She, there, there's a wall. There's the big wall of soldiers, and she yeah. they okay. they become the army that defends Hogwarts, and she then turns to one of the other teachers and goes, yeah. "I always wanted to use that spell," which is one of my favorite lines <laughs> of hers. She also outbattles Severus Snape. Um, oh, that's right. When he tries to attack Harry yeah. at, in uh, at the very end, or in book eight, um, yeah. and she comes out and. And they have a brief duel that this he book he read. Yeah. yeah. It's book oh, no, 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 no. It's book I called seven. it book eight. You it's saw book the seven, movie. It's movie eight. Yeah. It's movie eight. Yeah. It's book, book seven, seven and it's movie eight. You just walked off the girder. I can't believe Amazing. it happened. Yeah. But you know what? You caught me, Hal. Thanks, buddy. I'm here for you. I do um, want to, I do want to say in favor of Hermione Granger that she is the glue of those three kids. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. And is the reason why Harry makes it to book yeah. seven or movie eight. Uh, or play one. <laughs> uh, so she, she's the most competent of all of them. For sure. She is the, I don't know that she's the most powerful of all of them, but she certainly has learned enough to. Which is something I really like about yeah. her too, is she's self-made. Like she's a terrific character and I think she, and uh, the reason I, I would take Hermione over Willow is mm-hmm. they're both self-made witches, right? Mm-hmm. But Hermione, one, uses her, she never goes to the dark side. Right. Um, which is, you know, good and bad, uh, but good for the character. Good for the character. Yeah. Not always the best for a story. Right. But, yeah. uh, but certainly good for the character and best mm-hmm. for this story. Right. Um, but also, like, there's something to, like, she's, again, she's a, a fully formed character who we get to see grow more nuanced mm-hmm. um, over the course of the seven books. Um, and that's, I don't know, I th- like, you grow to love her as a person. Whereas Willow always feels very much like a character to me. Yeah. And she's also always going to be lower status in the magic world because she's a mudblood. Yes. There's right. so much loaded well, into Well, Easy. Easy. <laughs> can, can you say that? that? I'm a mudblood. Okay. I can use it. I, I can just say didn't that. know yeah. if we could say it on Max Fun. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we have to bleep Max Fun. Um, <laughs> all right. While we're talking about TV witches, uh, the, we've still got, we, we mentioned Sabrina. We've mm-hmm. talked about Willow. We've talked about, um, uh, and Dora, let's talk about Samantha. Uh, wait, what? very briefly on yeah. Sabrina. Um, on one of the pop culture witches panel I did, I had Nell Scoville who mm-hmm. created the Sabrina TV show for ABC. And the reason that, and again, we were, I think, a little too old for the Sabrina show, mm-hmm. but the reason Sabrina does not make the cut for me, even though I love the idea of this fun loving teenage witch, is Nell talked about to her the show the show was never about witchcraft it was never about right. magic it was about growing up it was a coming of age story yeah. and it was first and foremost a comedy mm-hmm. um and like it, to me that's why the witch stuff never goes very deep right yeah and the com- the comics too i read a ton of those comics mm-hmm. growing up a huge archie fan mm-hmm. and it, the magic was always a device it wasn't yeah. really as important it was like how do i hide that i'm a witch from harvey right like it was that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah so it, it, which is more like bewitched right which yeah. now you know i've just given you a segue right you have let's talk about bewitched since another, you mentioned it another male fantasy what if that lady yeah. at home yeah. did magic yeah, that really really po- the world's most powerful but, being worked for me but the crazy thing and and one of these sort of jumping off points for hexwives mm. is darren married this witch 
which I get. Like she is beautiful. She is mm. charming. Like she is second to Mary Tyler Moore in 60s Wives. <laughs> right. Um, but he never let her do magic. The rule in the house was no magic. And it was the same yeah. in I Dream of Jeannie, which I think is a much lesser show. Right. Um, but but it was the same idea where he has this genie. One, he makes her live in a bottle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and two, no magic in the house, which that's insane to me. Yeah. Whether, whether the, if the only magic you're using is Akio and things just <laughs> flying into your hand when you right. need them. They didn't have remote controls then. Yeah. She could have just turned the channel on the yeah. TV for you. Yeah. If, if she said, Darren, if, here's yeah. what every episode of Bewitched should be. It's just the two of them sitting on the couch, <laughs> her glaring at him going, you know, this house would be a lot easier. Right. Life would be a lot easier if I could use magic in the house. Exactly. Like every episode should just be that. Well, oh. it's so controlling. And, mm-hmm. and I dream of Jeannie is worse because she literally calls him master. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's not a good, that's yeah. not a good look. But it's that idea of like, all right, little lady, you just sit here and don't use any magic yeah. and then I'll go work at the, uh, is that like ad agency he did in yeah. that one? In he worked in an Jeannie. ad agency. Yeah. I mean, in, uh, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. He worked for the military and, yes. and uh, he was like an he was astronaut a pilot, or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, if the pilot for the show was just, all right, little lady, don't use any magic while I'm gone. Here I go. Oh, wow. Suddenly, the f- everything's so much larger. And I have sca- – oh, she's turned me into a fish. Okay. I am a goldfish lying on the floor with no air. I'll right. be dead yeah. soon. Now I'm dead. Goodbye. Yeah. Like, what do you need magic for? I've got a penis. We'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Which is why I did love when um, uh, uh, Samantha's dark cousin – would be mm-hmm. in. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. I think her name was Serena. Yeah, I think so. Uh, and it was also played by Elizabeth Montgomery mm-hmm. in like a black wig. And a goatee. <laughs> and a goatee. Yeah. But she was like, Samantha, why are you wasting your time with yeah. this guy? Like she'd do what Adora so was Indora would do yeah. also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was a great like – she was my style. <laughs> I, I think that's why I would take Endora by the way over Samantha is because she's the one who's like, you don't need this. Yeah. yeah. She's a, She's got a more liberated mind – well, I love that like she had this sort of Magneto point of view as like we are superior creatures to yeah. these humans, mm-hmm. yeah. which that's hilarious to play in a sitcom. Yes. Um, all right. So let's let's take a look then. Um, w- w- this is we, we've spoken about all the ones that we have in our pop culture, which is category. It sounds like uh, our choices are um, the Wicked Witch of the West, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Elphaba and uh, Professor McGonagall. Was the mm-hmm. uh, was the other one? That, Not Hermione. I thought we were saying that her that McGonagall. I, I think, like Hermione I, I too. Agree that, yeah. that McGonagall though with. I think she's when we're talking about pop culture witches, right? There's here's the, like, here's what it comes down to. McGonagall and, has the pointy hat and the exactly. power from day one. She's tropier, <laughs> and it's the same. She's tropier, <laughs> and uh, and Hermione is the same thing that Sabrina is, which is coming of age story. Yeah, my first thought well when done. I think of Hermione isn't. Which, right. My first thought of Hermione is I agree. Hogwarts student who is part of this yeah. entire saga. I agree. Mm-hmm. McGonagall, you go, she's a cat in her first, <laughs> in her, in the first shot that you see her the in, in the book. The first shot of the book. <laughs> yeah. In that first shot of the book, she's a cat. <laughs> Here's what I think it comes down to. And I can, I can help push us to our final decision here. Please. For me, and again, I've spent weeks thinking about this right. knowing we were going to do this yes. and, and thought about all these options. Although I didn't have the Harry Potters in my head because mm-hmm. I don't think they ever – or they don't frequently call them witches. Right. Um, but they certainly are. Uh, the For me, I want my witch to have an edge. Uh, and it's why I like the Wicked Witch of the West. Mm-hmm. It's why I like Ursula. And it's why I like Andorra 
But I still don't think Endora is, um. She's not the number one. Yeah. She doesn't have the, the staying power or right. like, she's not big enough. She's, she's no a tropes. supporting character. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I think that's the point against McGonagall is she's a supporting character, even though mm-hmm. she is, she's gotta be in the top five witches. Right. Um, she's still a supporting character and therefore can't be the best, best pop culture witch. All right. Right. Well, so then who are we in taking that case, from this category? I think Wicked Witch of the, the West. Wicked, I think yeah, it has to be the I Wicked Witch so of the too. West. Um, I am going to, uh, now give us our final four mm-hmm. and then here's what we'll do. Uh, we'll go around in a circle. I'll eliminate one. Uh, how you eliminate one. Um, I know who I'm choosing. Um, you already know. Do Great. I have to eliminate? <laughs> Can well, I just you guys, choose? Well, you'll get, well, I'm curious at the, fu- do you want to say? I'd like to hear the final four. Yeah, okay. The fi- well, the final four we've already got, uh, yeah. if we're using the Wicked Witch of the West, then we have the three weird women, um, we have Hansel and Gretel's witch, and we have Ursula. Okay. Um, I will, I will eliminate one. Do, do we want to take a temperature to see I where we know, all are? I want to know who Ben thinks it is. I want to know who you is. think it is. I think it's got to be Ursula. I think it's, I was <laughs> just going to say it's Ursula. It's Ursula. I think it has to be. It, yeah. I think she embodies so much of what we want out of a pop culture witch. Yeah. yeah. Which is, yes, the magic, all the, all the witch tropes of spells and, and bad deeds and dark magic, mm-hmm. but she has this edge, but she's also crazy charming. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Like, and really she's fun. compelling to watch. Um, like, she's certainly the most compelling character in that movie, which is full of compelling characters. Mm-hmm. I really like The Little Mermaid. Yes. Um, she has this great song. Which I don't see the Wicked Witch of the West getting a song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you haven't you haven't seen the book Wicked? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, if you read that book, I can't wait yeah. till you read that book and hear Defying Gravity. Yeah, it's so good. Who wrote the songs for that? Schwartz, Stephen Schwartz. Oh, okay. Yeah, which like that's great. Look, if anyone wants to send me tickets to see Wicked, I'll go see it. It's, it's <laughs> you're so generous. Yeah, yeah. I'm very big hearted. I'm just going to spend the next few days sending you YouTube links to high school productions of it. Yeah. So you can see the kids looking left and right while they're on (laughs) stage. Uh, Are you guys punking me? Popular. So, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's It's, gotta be Ursula. I think there are a lot of strong contenders, but she's, she's the worst witch and the best witch. Yeah. Well, how? People of the world, I want somebody out there to suggest best sea monsters so we could give her a clean sweep. Will she be the first where she wins three? Is she the first who's won two? She's the first who's won two. Well, not the first who's won two. No, there have been a few I think others have won two. But listeners tweet us. She's got two. Now. We need a third one. Yeah. We haven't done best Disney song yet. Maybe she'll win that. Who knows? We're not going to say oh, now. Shoot. We're going to, we're going to table it. We're going to table it for now. But Ursula is the best pop culture witch. But go check out all of these. There are great, uh, books and comics and films and television shows that you can explore here and learn about all these witches. But more than that, asked an answer, by the way, I had to get to the segue. It's yeah, such yeah. a good segue. You should be reading Hex Wives out now in comic stores. If it's not in your local comic store, go in and demand it. Don't ask nicely. Go, <laughs> when are you guys getting Hex Wives in? This is ridiculous. It's out today. That is true. It's a weird dying industry. And the, and the only way that something thrives is if you actually go in or call up and ask for it. You can also get it digitally yes. via Comixology if you read on your iPad or anything or there you computer. Go. So go to your legitimate digital comic outlets. Uh, mm-hmm. Go to your physical brick and sticks comic stores. Get Hex Wives written by our friend, and this is this is your third time on the show. Yeah, and three time guest 
Ben Blacker. I'm the Ursula of this show. You, really are. <laughs> you poor unfortunate soul. Is three or two? Maybe there's one I just attended. No, I don't there's know. A thir- this is the third one because it's the. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Please don't ever have me back. <laughs> don't worry, we won't. We oh. Thank you for being here. Thank um, you for having me and letting me talk about witches. I'm obsessed. So oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. We're very excited about the book, uh, Hex, uh, Hex Wives coming out halloween um this now, topic yes. is uh this topic is closed but there are many more topics to discuss so please reach out to us on twitter at we got this tweets check out the maximum fun subreddit or email us at we got this podcast at gmail.com or go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash we got this podcast and talk about your favorite pop culture which is there let the conversation continue thank you to producer ken plume researcher kate mcmanus for the exhaustive list uh, great job, as always. Graphic designer, Uri Kelman, QA engineer, Jen Alba. And thanks to our musicians, Jonathan Dinerstein and Mike Furman, for our score and theme song, respectively. And thanks to you, our listeners, uh, for giving us a chance to sit down uh, around this cauldron. Uh, there is a cauldron here, by yes. the way. And, uh, and thank you, of course, uh, to Forever Dog yes, and for Brett having us. Yes, and Brett Boehm, who is here. You're going to learn more about him if you <laughs> listen to the Thrilling Adventure Hour. You're going to hear that name over and over again. Sorry. He's a rising star in the industry. He's shaking his head. He's laughing <laughs> He's over there. laughing at us in the corner. We're just pleased as punch Hell to be just here. just put a tiara on his head? I just yeah. put it, yep. He's been crowned <laughs> officially. Mark, yep. Mark gave him a sash? Uh-huh. This is yep. nice. And we're putting him in the cauldron. Yep. Ooh. Little Mr. Podcast, <laughs> Brett Boehm. Thank you. For Hal Loveland, I'm Mark Gagliardi. For Mark Gagliardi, I'm Hal Loveland. Don't worry, everybody. We, we got, got this. this. We got this. Wait, keep recording? All right, we're good. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.